to the inspired Word of God. My name is Marcia. The message today is called Paul Responds. Let us speak about Paul's response to the Lord changing his life. Found in the New Testament, coming out of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13 through 15. 1 Timothy 1, chapter 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. God enabled him, counted him faithful, and placed him in ministry. Enable is to be equipped for a special, specific use. Faithful is trustworthy, sure, true, faithful in duty to oneself and others. And ministry is to serve, ministering in divine things, to serve toward a master. The Lord looked on while Saul, who later became Paul, persecuted Christians in many different towns. Many of them were arrested, whole families, and there were those who died. The Lord saw what Paul did to Christians. Paul was very faithful to his cause. And he didn't think what he was doing was wrong. If you have read the story about Paul, you will know as a high-ranking official that he was a persecutor. It took God giving him an encounter of a divine kind to get his attention. When you have an encounter with God, it is life-changing. Whether it be as profound as being knocked off a horse and blinded, the way Paul was, or one who has a conversation with the Lord, and they're all inspired by the encounter. It says in 1 Timothy 1.13, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. This is what Paul is saying. To be injurious is to harm, hurt, be determined to do wrong and injure someone. He admits that he was a blasphemer, which means he spoke words against God and divine things. It also means to mock. Paul recognized the mercy that God granted him from the persecution that he did to God's people and his unbelief in God. To have unbelief is the state or quality of not believing, skepticism, especially in matters of doctrine or religious faith. Ignorance is lack of knowledge, information, or education. It is the state of being ignorant. God knows our heart and character. Paul was diligent in his wrongdoing but he was ignorant in that, in his unbelief of who God was and in his personal belief that he was doing the world a favor by persecuting Christians. 
There are people out there who do not know who God is, but there are also people out there who do know who God is. They just choose not to serve him. None of us can claim ignorance to who God is because we want to live our own way and do things our way. That's not ignorance. That's a choice that you're making. I have heard unbelieving individuals say that they call out to God and ask God to reveal himself to them. The manifestation of God will never be mistaken. If you call out to him, he will answer you. When God shows up in your life, you don't have to see him to be aware of the evidence of his presence because it is unmistakable. Someone who has no idea who God is will walk away from that experience knowing they had an encounter with God. No one on earth will need to tell them. They will have a knowing in their spirit and in their heart. In 1 Timothy 1.14, it says, And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. After Paul's encounter, he recognized the grace of God upon his life, the abundant love and faith that is experienced because God chose to love him and show him grace. 1 Timothy 1.15 This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul was up front in his admission of being a sinner. We can read about Paul and how God changed his life, but it is important to hear from Paul how he felt when God changed his life. Not everyone will hear someone else's personal testimony, but if you pick up the Bible, you can read about Paul's and many others. He gives a testimony of his conversion in the book of Acts, chapter 22, verse 6 through 16. His conversion can also be found in the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 1 through 19. Paul is not the only one that Jesus come to save. It tells us in Matthew eighteen eleven, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. And Matthew twenty, twenty-eight. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus came to save those who are lost. He wants that number to increase. However, humans can be their own worst enemy. We will hear sound doctrine, but argue over it because it was written by man. Inspired by God, written by man. We will debate whether God is real, though we see miracles that occur in someone else's life. We make decisions to ignore God for now because we want to do what we want to do and have a great time doing it. And we say, well, we'll accept him later. Apostle Paul lived his life killing Christians until Jesus spoke to him, asking him why was he persecuting him? When we persecute God's people, we persecute him. Just like when we do a kindness to someone, we also 
do a kindness to Christ. It tells us in Matthew 31 through 46, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you, from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you? or thirsty, and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger, and took you in, naked, and clothed you? Or when did we see you sick, or in prison, and come unto you? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of them, these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, in everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto you? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of them, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. It is a good thing when we can hear someone's testimony. It is a blessing to hear it from someone who lived in the days of ancient and was touched by God. He is still accepting inquiries from the lost. This is your opportunity to be found. My closing prayer. Lord, I pray for those who continue to walk in darkness, to be shown the light of Christ. Saul, who became Paul, was a persecutor of Christians. When you called him into service, he became known as the Apostle Paul. You can straighten anyone out, whether they be rich, a scholar, high-ranking officials, or a person who literally has nothing. May your light find many who are lost. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And I'll say, King Jesus will rule them all.